Hey everybody, welcome back to Casa Walsh, a Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. My name is Sam and on today's episode, we are going over season seven, episode 15 called The Phantom of CU and it premiered on January 15th, 1997. So as I said on the last episode, Mark is gone and Kelly is now single. So that leaves her a little mopey. Um, So she took the day off from school to hang out at the beach. Now, why is she mopey? She didn't even seem that into him. She never slept with him. Um, I guess she just doesn't like to be alone. Thought? I think that's it. Going with that. Anyways, but now um, she's in a crafty mood. Um, And when I say crafty, she wants to do some um, crafts, some maybe uh, DIY projects. Um, I don't think they really called it that back in 97, but, uh, you know, she wants to do some crafts. I I don't, sure, I I don't really get what she's moping around. She never seemed that into Mark, but I guess she was. Anyway, so Claire decides to uh, fix her up on a date, and Dawn is encouraging her to move on. Uh, she should try something new, um, like Donna is, with uh, becoming the CU weather girl. Claire's all, it's not like you're going to uh, get back with Brandon anytime soon. And uh, she said that out loud. That's kind of, so, I mean, I guess that confirms what I've been questioning the last few weeks, that they are, in fact, a couple, Brandon and uh, Tracy, but um, that's, that is a kind of a dig, Um, you know, she obviously still, I don't know, does she have feelings for Brandon? I mean, maybe it's always kind of there, but definitely a dig by Claire, but unintentional dig. So... Donna is nervously getting ready for her weather girl debut as uh, Brandon and David are trying to calm her down. Her segment is called Wardrobe Weather, and it's about uh, knowing the weather so you know what to wear. And she does it well, even if she advises guys to wear flannels. But again, this is 97. Um, I like flannels, actually. I'm a flannel person. Um, So I take back what I just said. Um, but it's a clever idea, and it's a cute little twist on a typical weather report. So she's got, you know, her little, because Don is a bit of a fashionista, so she's throwing that out there. So um, I think it's it's a cute idea, and it makes sense for a college television, uh, you know, weather report, if you will. So um, Steve, he's been sentenced to work at, uh, with CU's maintenance department, um, and security as a punishment for when he plagiarized Brandon's paper. So that didn't just go away. We now see uh, what Steve's kind of uh, community service uh, that has to be. So that means working nights, um, then having to go to class during the day. Um, and the head maintenance warns Steve that uh, there's a homeless guy hanging around on campus playing pranks. Um, so if Steve can catch him, he might get his sentence kind of, you know, done. So they're they're kind of giving him an incentive. If you find this guy, turn him in. We'll say you commu- you know you you did your community service and you're released from going. 
So Steve, uh, obviously anything to get out of this uh, is all on board for this. So CUTV's camera guy is, um, you know, a weirdo, but there's another guy named Evan who's nice to Donna. Um, she's considering fixing Kelly up with him since he's a nice guy. So, um, you know, Claire wants to set her up. Donna wants to set her up. All her friends, obviously. Well, she has two friends. They want to, um, you know, help her get over Mark for some reason because, uh, again, I'm really unclear on to why she would be so upset about it. But um, I think it's the, the I don't want to be alone thing. That's that's what I'm going for. Um, I guess maybe also Donna and Claire want to set her up because she was seeing Mark and they are both in relationships. I mean, I don't... She's like 22. Who cares? Um, anyways, at the Walsh's, Tom um, is doing after dark business, telling Brandon that he's trying to book an old friend named Donna Lewis. So um, he's name dropping here. Donna Lewis was a popular singer. When I say popular singer, she had one song in the 90s. And I, I don't know if she had any others. Um, I think of her as a one-hit wonder but we'll get to that later um Brandon doesn't seem thrilled to have a house guest um Tom's trying to be sensitive that um I don't know he he kind of said he kind of senses it and he's not exactly eager to find a new place to stay while he's in town anyways so he's making himself a little home there um I don't, I mean, why does it matter to Brandon? I mean, he's Valerie's guest. I mean, I know she said he's sleeping on the couch, but he's probably sleeping in a room, let's be real. He was her first, as she told us last time. Um, yeah. Anyway, so Claire's blind date. He has arrived. His name is Neil. He's pre-med. He's on the debate team. He's British. He thinks Kelly's hot. His hair is kind of a mess. Um, and he's not attractive and he's like snobby British. He's not like cute British. He's not like Tom Hiddleston. He's, he's kind of a, I don't understand in what way, shape or form or any way possible. Claire, who is very good friends with Kelly roommates, knows who she's dated, would ever think in her, there's any way possible that Kelly would be into this guy. Just, you know, we'll put it out there. Um, because she wouldn't be. So, just going to leave it there. Steve is now on a security shift. He's in, like, this little security booth. He's dozing off. And then the Phantom of CU, who is the homeless guy, um, swaps his book up for a comic book. Like, Steve's got a book in his hand while he's sleeping. And then he switches it with... um a comic book the phantom because he's the phantom of ceo see what you know they did there um and a note telling him who pulled uh this prank so steve you know realizes that this guy's now pulling a prank on him um he's a homeless guy so when you think homeless guy i'm in my mind i'm thinking of like an older guy but obviously if he's swapping you know some comic books and stuff i'm going with a younger guy just my thought um, anyways, Neil, uh, the, um, British pretentious asshole and boring is out to dinner with Kelly. Um, she's being polite, um, too polite to even think of an excuse to leave early. I don't know why she even went out with him. 
Uh, David is skeptical about uh, Tom working at the After Dark, especially since the only person who's been able to vouch for him is Valerie, and you know, you know how good her word is. And if Donna Lewis doesn't show up, David is out of a lot of money. Uh, Donna points out that Tom is trying to prove himself, so he won't want to screw this up because he's putting his name on the line. She then gets a phone call from someone who is using what sounds like the voice changer, like the, the voice changing thing from Scream. Uh, you know that, you know, he's like, hello, Sydney, um, that kind of thing. And uh, he's talking about wanting to kiss her. And um, she's kind of a little freaked out. And David decides he's going to spend the night with her to, you know, since she's scared. So... I guess Donna's over the sleeping in the bed thing. That used to be an issue with her. Like, she didn't want to sleep in bed with her boyfriend, um, even if they weren't going to have sex. But now, if David's going to spend the night, I assume he's not sleeping on the couch. Like, she's going to let him sleep in bed. And David obviously knows, like, there's not a chance he's going to get laid because he dated Donna and he knows he knows her. So, anyways, David is going to spend the night because she's a little scared. Um, but do they not have sleepovers other than that? Like, they can still have a sleepover if they're not having sex, right? Like, I'm sure they do other stuff. I don't know. Anyway, Steve meets up with Brandon and Tracy at the Peach Pit the next morning, struggling with the idea of staying awake all day for classes. He tells them about the Phantom and their encounter the night before. Then Claire arrives and gives Tracy a list of seniors' names to read on the news. Um... So she's in charge of getting the senior pictures of some sort. Um, I guess there's some sort of yearbook. What? I don't, what? I don't recall if there was a yearbook in college. I don't think I had one. If I did, I never purchased it or never kind of looked into it. But anyways, um, Claire's in charge of getting all the seniors' pictures. Uh, Kelly and Donna are, uh, you know, Tell, Kelly's telling Donna about her duress, you know, his all, her awful evening with Neil. It's completely turned her off uh, for blind dates, but Donna's trying to change her mind and she wants her to go out with Evan. They then, then talk about the mystery caller and Kelly warns Donna, um, you know, maybe to change her phone number or something because obviously now that she's on the news with the weather, she's maybe getting some like, you know, prank calls or something like that. So David and Tom are arguing at work while Valerie's trying to make peace, still sure that Tom can deliver Donna Lewis. Uh, if he doesn't, uh, David wants him gone. Valerie tells Tom that the gang isn't sure about him because he's her friend and she doesn't have a great history with introducing the gang to friendly people. Uh, I'm going to say Ginger, anybody? Uh, Tom tries to kiss uh, Valerie then, but she reminds him that she does not want a relationship even though they've been sleeping together. Um, so he's not sleeping on the couch. He's sleeping in a room and they are having sex, but she doesn't want a relationship. She just wants sex. But then after telling him she doesn't want a relationship, she then tells him that he could kiss her. And, you know, I guess we're playing by Valerie's rules here. Um, I mean, if I'm Tom, I mean, kind of a good situation, right? She doesn't want a relationship. She just kind of wants to bang whenever she wants good deal for you go Tom Donna is then telling Tracy and Brandon about the caller that she's getting and Tracy assures her that the wacky calls uh, she used to get um, you know but it, it passes so she got it too so she's kind of just maybe giving a little bit of peace of mind to Donna like it happened to me when I first started 
that's all it is. Um, but Brandon, anyways, wants to alert campus security so they are aware of what's going on. Tracy thinks the calls, you know, was from just like a frat guy playing a trick. And, you know, maybe Brandon's overreacting a little bit. But Brandon then tells Tracy that Donna was almost raped a couple of years ago. So he wants to take precautions. So she didn't know about the, uh, you know, that Garrett Slan situation. Um, and her very clever way of letting David know that she was you know, in trouble because she calls him David and she said, go away, Dave, leave me alone, Dave. Keyword Dave. She never calls him Dave. So good. But then Don is telling Evan um, that Kelly does not want to go out with him and he's really disappointed, but then jokes, you're the one for me anyway. Um, Then the weird camera guy comes by. Um, Earlier, he's teasing uh, Evan, really must be in love with Donna since he's always doing things for her. I'm sure Evan is a totally nice guy and has nothing to do with the weird phone calls that Donna's getting, right? Because it seems like the camera guy, maybe, right? Definitely. Um, So then that night, the Phantom shows up at the security booth where Steve is again and tries to get tie Steve's shoelaces together. But this time, Steve's got a leg up on him because he's only pretending to be asleep. He is not actually asleep. He chases the Phantom into some storage area that he's been serving in his home and discovers that he is actually a CU student named Larry. See, the comic book gave it away. He's a kid. He's a senior and wants to be the first person in his family to graduate. He begs Steve not to turn him in and ruin that. And Steve agrees, admitting that Larry is a lot like him. So Larry, I guess, just is living on campus. Um, Doesn't have the money, but he's still, you know, he's going to school. So then Dana gets a hang-up call the next morning, and even though she's not sure it was from the same caller as before, she decides, you know what, now's the time to change my number. So she tries to then guilt trip Kelly into changing her mind about going on a date with Evan. Donna gets to gets her to agree because she's like, we'll go on a double date with you and um, Evan and me and David. So she agrees. Um, Claire has heard from all the seniors about their picture, you know, getting their pictures thanks to uh, Tracy saying all their names. However, she is missing just one senior. She doesn't know anything about him, where he lives. All she knows is that his name is Larry. How convenient is that? So the maintenance, um, you know, Steve gets... Steve goes to Larry's hideout with the maintenance guys. Uh, They found it, um, and he thinks they should leave Larry alone since he can finish up school, and, um, you know, he'll be out of their hair then. He covers Larry's computer while they're looking for it because he doesn't want them to take it because they obviously are trying to find out who this guy is. They also think that he's, you know, kind of cheating the school because he's living on campus for free. But he's a senior, so technically he can be living off campus. So, I mean, I mean, I guess he shouldn't be living on campus, but I don't know if he's fully, you know. Anyways, so the Double Daters are going uh, to the Donna Lewis concert. So it looks like Tom did come through after all. Evan is a gentleman. Um, he brought flowers to Kelly. He wants to put them in water before they go out. So he's probably not a psycho because he's such a nice guy, right? He's great. Steve is, uh, returns Larry's computer to him, asking him how he ended up in the situation. And Larry explains that he grew up poor, 
ran out of money for school last semester. His part-time job doesn't pay enough, so he has to, uh, he had to move out of the dorms. Uh, so he was a senior living in the dorms. Steve gives him uh, some money so he can find a place to stay for the rest of the year. And Larry reluctantly accepts the charity but can't t- say no. Um, all Steve wants to do in return is for him to get his senior picture taken so Claire will have, um, you know, her job done, which is, you know, it's nice. Then at the After Dark, Donna Lewis sings uh, that one song that she ever sang um, that we all know, and uh, David still isn't Team Tom, but Valerie orders him to apologize for not trusting Tom, and if he doesn't, she's going to drop him as a partner. Um, I would assume he'd take his money back in that case, so that's kind of a stupid threat on her part. Like, what? That makes no sense. But uh, no one really accused Valerie of thinking things through. So she's demanding this apology um, for Tom. But, I mean, David has the cards there, you know. Claire then learns that Larry is the phantom of CU. Steve uh, tells Steve to talk to him about having his picture taken. And uh, Steve praises Larry for helping him see how great, you know, he is and how he needs to look after other people. I don't know. Um, but you know, he's got the picture, um, for her and she's happy. So, um, then, uh, we see, uh, David apologize to Tom because, you know, it's better than hearing Valerie whine about it. Then Valerie asks Tom, uh, and Tom and David to kind of, you know, let him move into Mark's place since Mark is moved out and leaving CU. Um, David agrees, probably again because he doesn't want to hear Valerie whine. So Tom is now going to get out of Brandon's hair. He's going to go move into the part, that house that David's living in with Mark, which is Mark's house. And Mark is leaving CU because he and Kelly broke up. He didn't get the, the dryer scholarship. I don't really understand. I mean, they wrote him out in a weird way. Whether or not, you know, if you listen to the uh, fun facts and tidbits in the last episode, uh, you know, there were some accusations um, that uh, Dalton James might be anti-Semitic from, you know, um, Aaron Spelling. Who knows if that's true? Um, however, so that they had a, they were forced to write him out, but this is how they wrote him out. A little weird. Just a thought. Anyways, uh, Kelly and Evan uh, chat at the condor's nest. He asks her out on a second night, um, second date, but she turns him down only because she thinks it's too much too soon. She's recently single, uh, but she does admire him taking a risk. He asked her out. They went on a date. She's like, but good for you. Like trying, like doesn't hurt. It, it was a very weird conversation. Um, she's thinking way too highly about herself. And also like he's, better looking than Neil I mean he might be a psychopath that we don't know just throwing it out there but Neil was creepy and an asshole this guy has been nothing but nice uh and again ish I don't know um Steve and Claire take Larry now to take his picture um he's dressed as the phantom but won't get in trouble since the yearbook doesn't come out until after graduation so it is for the yearbook again I don't did anyone have, does anyone have a college yearbook? I, I don't have one. I don't know if it was a thing. I mean, it might've been a thing with just my major. I just, I don't recall at all. Anyways, 
Uh, Donna and Evan then listen to the recording of one of the previous forecasts, uh, but it's been replaced now with a message from the creepy caller with the scream, you know, voice changer thing. Promised that they'll be together soon and he'll make her happy. And even if he has to kill her, yikes, uh, Donna is justifiably spooked. And Evan quickly cancels her forecast for the day so she doesn't have to go on the air because obviously, um, you know, she's super creepy and or she's super creeped out by this and um i completely understand why because it's creepy as fuck anyways um but yeah that is it for this episode fun facts and tidbits so um songs for this episode we got um when steve meets brandon and tracy at the peach pit when he's a little sleepy we have uh devil with the blue dress on good golly miss molly by mitch Ryder and the detroit wheels i feel like that song's been on before and then we got two donna lewis songs so uh when she performed at the after dark so the first one was i love you always forever that's the only song that i've ever heard that she has um, and then they gave her another song, Without Love, which I've never heard before. Um, well, I've only heard it on this. Um, she kind of came and went, One Hit Wonder. I feel like she kind of looks a little bit like J.K. Rowling. What do you think about that? Just putting it out there. Anyways, um, spotlight for this episode. The Phantom of CU himself, um, Larry, uh, played by actor Grayson McCouch. Um, I recognized him because he is a soap opera actor. Um, so, um, it's funny though, he, well, well, let's do the spotlight. So he was born on October 29th, 1968, which makes him 52 now. Um, he is, uh, from New York. So he's born and raised New Yorker. Um, he, uh, you know, his dad was a banker. Mother was, um, his mom's Israeli and actually served in the Israeli army. I believe if you are from Israel, you have to, um, serve in the army. I think that's a requirement. But anyways, he's been, uh, acting a long time, mostly in, uh, TV. He's done movies and stuff. So before 90210, this episode, he did do a few episodes of, uh, the soap opera Another World, um, and then after 90210, he did a show called Legacy, uh, which was, I guess, for one season, but he was, um, you know, on that show. And then the big thing uh, that he's most known for was um, As the World Turns, the soap opera. Uh, he was on that for a couple of years. It says he did uh, 612 episodes which is a lot of episodes. And then um, more recently, he did a few episodes on the show Gotham playing um, Dr. Thomas Wayne. Is that his dad? Bruce's dad, Thomas? Maybe. Um, and then my soap. Uh, I don't remember this, but uh, he was on General Hospital um, playing Kyle Sloan. I don't know who that is but it says he did 20 episodes but that was a couple years ago but anyways i'm sure he's still uh, acting and, and doing the thing um i will say what i i guess i remember about him though he has like these beautiful blue eyes um so definitely a fan but yeah that is it for the spotlight and for the fun facts and tidbits for this episode 
Thank you all for listening to Castle Walsh, Beverly Hills 90210 podcast. On the next episode, we are going over season seven, episode 16 called Unnecessary Roughness, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening.